Are you looking to be a successful dentist? Then this is a must listen to podcast today. Dr. Bob Pick is the CEO of The Pick Group, a practice management firm based on ethics and excellence, all designed to yield a happy, healthy, and wealthy practice. In this podcast, he shares his top tips for building a successful dental practice while helping dentists achieve practice, personal life enhancement, and reward. Dr. Pick is a popular business practice management coach, professional speaker, best-selling author, entrepreneur, and practitioner, known for his high-energy, fast-moving, motivational, highly educational, ethical, and entertaining programs. His audience always goes home with great information that can be used immediately for practice enhancement and reward. You will find out why he has been branded the Purple Cow Wow Guy and a Bitmoji on steroids. <laughs> the PBR, or the Pick Business Team Building Retreat, one of Dr. Pick's most powerful secrets to success, is so good, it is Chapter 8 in Jack Canfield's book, Mastering the Art of Success. You can remember that Jack Canfield is the Chicken Soup for the Soul books and his success principles. Bob is also in private practice and in the trenches just like you. Dr. Pick received his dental degree, certification of residency in periodontics, and his Master of Science degree, oral pathology, all from Northwestern University. He is currently a staff member on staff at Northwestern Memorial Hospital. So hold on tight because we are about to introduce you to Dr. Bob Pick. All right, everyone, welcome. We are here with Dr. Bob Pick. Bob, thank you so much for taking some time out of your schedule to visit with us on the Mint Door podcast today. Absolutely, my pleasure to be here. And, you know, we live in such a great world today. We were talking about this a second ago. It's a practice day for me. About 20 minutes ago, I would have been in scrubs and my coat and a different background. It's so many things you can do today to make your audience fun, promote yourself. As Dr. Nacho would say, ABB, always be branding, hence a background, all kinds of things, talking about my Purple Cow Wow Facebook group, mastermind website. So I am so honored to be here in the Mentor Podcast. That's my radio voice. (laughs) You have no idea. Awesome. Well, we can't wait to get into Purple Cow Wow with you. But first, Karen, what do we have first? Well, we start off with our rapid fire questions where Laura and I are going to popcorn back and forth. Um, And we need you, Bob, just to give us your first gut reaction to these answers. Um, And we're just going to move swiftly along. So I'm going to start off. um, Do you use a hairdryer or do you air dry your hair? Yes. (laughs) I use Uh, a hair dryer every morning. uh, Awesome. All right. Uh, Do you prefer tennis shoes or dress shoes? Ooh. How about in between? (laughs) Dress shoes. Dress shoes? Okay. If you had to pick between wearing sweatpants or jeans, which are you going for? Jeans. Mm. Okay. Are you an early bird or a night owl? 
Ooh, wow. It all depends on the day of the week. As a very young Bob pick, I was up all night. As a getting older Bob pick, a morning person. So it's 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 a uh, definitely today. I'm a I'm a morning person. Awesome. Never thought I would ever say that. <laughs> Do you prefer to visit the mountains or the ocean? Ocean. Okay. And do you eat breakfast or skip breakfast? I skip breakfast. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you like to eat out or eat in? Ooh, eat out. Okay. And do you prefer going to the theater to see a movie or staying in and watching Netflix? Go to the movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's because I'm a baby boomer. Yeah. <laughs> and would you like to read from a book made of paper or from a Kindle or something like that? Paper book. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, do you prefer cats or dogs? Dogs, hands down. Mm-hmm. Never been a cat person. <laughs> and when you're eating out in your restaurant, would you eat a burger or a salad? Burger. Okay. And when it comes to the weekend, do you prefer Saturdays or Sundays? Saturdays. Awesome. <laughs> well, you 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 survived our rapid fire questions. That's it. I can go now. Bye, everybody. That's it. That's the podcast. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. So we're we're warmed up, and now we can dig right in. And I love this um, first question because one of your mottos is unprecedented, unprecedented practice action for unprecedented times. Can you tell us why you think this is important and how you stay adaptable and agile in the face of challenges? Yes, and uh, that's not only an important question, but something in my humble opinion that I think is not only more important today than ever, but something throughout anybody's career has always been important. And you always want to lead the pack. You always want to stay ahead of the curve. I have a motto that every one of my Five-star Purple Cow Wow team members can tell you like this. I can give them two words. They'll finish the sentence. As a sidetrack, we have an office mission, a vision, a culture statement. They can name it spot on. But I always say we never settle for an A. We only settle for an, and they'll answer A+. plus. You always want to shoot for another solar system. And if you land on Saturn, that's okay. But with a current inflation, a looming technically depression, if you're ahead of the curve and do things that other people don't do, you're always going to be fine without an issue. And, you know, another one of my quotes is, don't be jealous of those that are successful. Imitate what they're doing right. And if you can put your own spin on it, do it and crank it. There's a reason Elon Musk is a billionaire. There's a reason his Tesla stock fell from like when they do it a split in August from $200 a share to like almost 102. Today it's up to like 217. So obviously I followed the stock market. 
but he's doing things that other people don't do. And if you do that in the office, you're going to be ahead of the curve. And just really quick, a classic example of that would be, and this doesn't matter if you're a general dentist, a specialist, a periodontist, a dentist, uh, published on this, I think, in October 2018 in Dental Economics. And it's called the PIC Post Procedural Video Check, Triple P VC. People we all know, video engages 1,200 times greater than text, 1,200. So we always call our patients the night of a procedure. And again, doesn't matter what you do. If you've given a shot, you've placed an implant, you've taken out a tooth, you've sat veneers, call the patient that night, go home with a call sheet. But here's the kicker, right after morning huddle, which is another thing you got to do right. Uh, as an example, my team, uh, the certain people leave the morning huddle, designated people. It's almost like an orchestrated event. My assistant Nina grabs our phone stabilizer, brings it to me, and I sit in a certain position in our uh, kind of conference room. One of the other assistants who's assigned brings my phone, goes on, one sits on my right, one sits on my left. We purposely use a background with good stuff and really quick, because I know it's getting long. It's like, hey, Laura, it's Dr. Bob Pick, and I'm here with part of my team, Gosha. Hi, Nina. And we call this our post-procedural video check. We want to make sure you're doing okay from that extraction yesterday. Everything went so smooth from my end. Uh, any problems day or night, your office phone, your cell phone, please reach out. And from Nina, you know, Gosha, hi, and boom. You always want to keep it under 60 seconds because some carriers don't take video longer than 60 seconds. Then at 1130, you send it to that person on their cell phone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it'll say, please watch the, dear, dear Laura, please watch the video. And they watch the video. We purposely send it at 1130 because it goes to where they work. They're going to show it to other people. It's a blow away on the response. Oh my God, no medical dental professional has ever sent me a video check. I showed this to everybody, OMG, OMG, OMG. So there's an idea of something you got to do that's so easy to do, but I could tell a thousand people to do it and maybe one to two will get on board and do it. Sorry about the long answer. No, I absolutely love that. And I love that because it's it's accessible to anybody. It's it's not an expensive thing to implement into your practice in any way, shape, or form. Everybody has a cell phone. Everybody can take a video. So what a great tip. I, lo I would love to get a video like that from my provider. Love it. It's pretty inspiring. You know, when you hear something like that, it's, it's simple, but it inspires you to want to do it. Mm -hmm. And Maybe tell us and fill us in about what inspired you, Bob, to come up with Purple Cow Wow, and then maybe add in like a success story from somebody who has implemented this, whether it's in their business life or in their personal life. So where did Purple Cow Wow come from? And um, long story short, 
I'm doing a webinar about almost four years ago now, maybe three, with Nathan Ho from Dental Win Win. And I wasn't using a background. And he goes, what's that, what's that little book off your shoulder? And I was in such a way that he could see my second desk at my office at home, which has a lot of books that I love. So I grabbed the wrong book. And uh, so he says, no, 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 the little purple book. I go, ah, that's Purple Cow. And I said, it's a New York Times bestseller from Seth Godin. And I said, the moral of the story is, if you're up in Wisconsin, every cow is black and white. But if all of a sudden you saw a purple cow that was real in great shape, you'd slam on your brakes. Everybody would take pictures, videos. And he laughed. And he goes, oh, my God, you are the purple cow. Wow, guy. Yeah. I laughed. Never thought it would stick. About two weeks later, I did a webinar with Len Tao. He goes, oh, my God, I was watching you with Nathan. You're the purple cow. Wow, guy. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I wasn't quite sure what to do with it. But I said, you know what? I like this. And all of a sudden, it stuck. And I started, God, maybe two and a half years now, my Purple Cow Wow Facebook group to help dentists. Since you're not taught in dental school, uh, my book is coming out, Purple Cow Wow, Unprecedented Practice Action for Unprecedented Times. Mm -hmm. And a classic example would be I run a mastermind. Uh, that meets for 10 months, three hours on a Friday afternoon. We cover everything you got to do at a very intense, high level, but it moves quick, stuff you can use right away. One of the people that just finished the mastermind texted me and said, oh, my God, one, I don't know what I'm going to do, not being with you every every month. <laughs> this was like too unbelievable, but I did something you told me to do. And I tell everybody, you got to have what's called a PRC slash SMC. It's a position today that every office, in my humble opinion, has to have. I don't care if you're a general dentist specialist. It stands for public relations coordinator slash social media coordinator. I don't have time during the day to do social media posts. I don't have time to do the things that you need to do today, uh, going to schools to get in there to lecture, going to senior homes. So this person, Marty, she was like, oh, my God, I hired my PRC SMC. It's better than you told me it would be. I don't know what I waited for. Mm -hmm. So there's your answer. Mm, that's cool. Yeah. I, that's fantastic. I love that. And I love the fact that recognizing that um, you know, adding somebody can really enhance uh, your your practice and and allow you to do the things that that you're skilled at doing, uh, and not take time from the, the responsibilities that you have. It, it, you know, enhancement is a great word, and you know, it doesn't have to be a seven day a week position. It can be two day, three day. Start off at a day, but. You know, I don't care if you go to dental school, medical school, chiropractic school, doesn't matter what. You're not taught business. You're taught how to do your skill set. Mm -hmm. As dentists, we're taught to look how to look for loose enamel rods, how to clean teeth, what's calculus, all kinds of things like this. What are the bugs that are in gum disease? But we're not taught any business acumen. Mm -hmm. And I talk about all the time. 
first off, ethics and excellence always has to be first. And your clinical skills got to be there. But if your business acumen is not on par with the clinical skill, you and your team are not going to succeed to the level that you deserve. And it's no different than I don't care if it's Facebook, Meta now instead of Facebook, I don't care if it's Tesla. You don't call Tesla and you don't have um, Elon Musk on the phone. Hey, thank you for calling Tesla. This is Elon. Push one for the. It's somebody with a much nicer voice that they've delegated to. Uh, Elon doesn't go to the factory line to make sure everything's working right. It's delegating. Mm -hmm. As a dentist, your, your primary thing is being with your patients mm -hmm. and developing a relationship. Mm -hmm. I don't have time during the day to do social media. Uh, if we ever fought, we had a little, little girl the other day that brought me a Valentine that was a chocolate cake. So it's hysterical. We did a procedure where we had exposed some teeth. And so my team leader, Annie, took pictures. I don't have time to do it. She sent them to Kristen. Who's our PRC, SMC, and boom, they're on social media. Mm -hmm. And got to do that stuff today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and you mentioned a couple of things there, you know, and, and social media, I think, is so wonderful because it it brings us together in ways that we hadn't we didn't have before social media. But you are a big proponent on building relationships. So tell us why you think building relationships is so important for business. Oh, God, we're going to be here till midnight. I like it. And matter of fact, when back in May of 2022, uh, Paul Goodman, Dr. Nacho, and people, when you brand correctly to most dentists today, I can say Dr. Nacho, they know it's Paul Goodman. Uh, it just is what it is. But he had something called Super Dentist Team Boost. It was for young dentists. He called them campers. There was like on a two-day period, 18 of us that spoke, and he wanted it like a TED Talk. So he says to me, Pick, you're going to have 20 minutes to speak. And I'm like, 20 minutes? I'm like, dude, I'm just getting going. And what he says, you got to give me a topic in two days. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, what do I give him? I got 100 topics. But I decided the topic was going to be the power of relationship building and simply because relationship building may be one of the most important things you can do to get and listen to what i'm going to say people 100 percent case acceptance 100 percent and in my practice i'm not perfect the only time the patient says no is severe financial hardship and that can be overcome leading into the power of relationship building i had unbelievable mentors early on and when i lecture whether it's virtual in person an hour two hours there are certain things that i can talk about when it's a half day when it's an hour i'm limited but the one that always comes up is the pick group secret to success number one mentors i had great mentors early on um without boring you uh, i recently did an interview with gordy christensen who i've known forever and he says and most people don't know this but i was the first person ever in the world to use a laser 
in the mouth. I co-wrote the first textbook in uh, 1985, 86 with Leo Mesrandino. I, I use lasers every day, but I've left speaking on lasers in about 98 for many reasons, most of them ethical. And Gordy said, you know, you got a legacy. Every time a laser is used for phrenectomy, especially on a child, no bleeding, no swelling, no scarring, no suturing. He goes, is that the best thing to happen from lasers? And I said, uh-uh. I said, I was a 29, 30-year-old punk. And all of a sudden, this was before social media, before the internet. I was on this international lecture circuit. Everybody lectured at the same place. But four people took me under their wing. Pete Dawson, may he rest in peace. Goldstein and Garber in Atlanta. Gordy Christensen and uh, Denny Tarnow in New York. And one of the first things Pete Dawson said to me is, Dick, if you don't build relationships with your patients and get it right and do a preclinical interview, I'm never going to mentor you. And so, please pay attention to this, peeps. One of the greatest things he taught me is most dentists, and this is not meant to be offensive, when they meet a new patient, the patient goes to the dental chair. They get tilted back. They got a bib on oftentimes, or it's the hygienist that meets the patient first. The dentist walks in, you know, hi, I'm Dr. Drillenfill, and I understand you need four fillings, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to get you scheduled. <clears throat> I've never met a patient upside down in the dental chair. Every one of my new patients is brought by one of my assistants to something called a preclinical interview educational conference room. It's about half the size of an operatory. There's some awards on the wall. It's got a computer screen. Bob picks, uh, uh, oh God, Bob picks educational something 2023. And the assistants will tell me the personality profile of the patient. And I'll walk in, you know, hey, Karen, it's Bob Pick. How are you? Nice to meet you. Tell me why you're here. Are you afraid of the dentist? How would you rate your smile from one to 10? Let's look at your med history. All this stuff. You may need this. Let me show you what it looks like on a slide. <clears throat> and with that, you also got to know your personality profiles. There's a thousand different ways. I happen to like disk. So as an example, you know, we know somebody's a computer, anal computer analyst. They're going to be analytical. And when I come in that room, I make sure I have my reading glasses on. And I'll talk a little more serious. And when we do that implant, it's going to be 3.278 microns into each bone cell. I'd like to give you 47 articles to read about it. Everything's going to be on time. And, and so knowing that is huge, uh, knowing who's in the chair, but meeting them face to face. Mm -hmm. And the last question I ask is, you know, Laura, before we bring you to a room, and I'll say to the assistant, what are we going to be in? Before I bring you to room four, any questions for me about my training, my team, or anything we're going to do today? Mm -hmm. To look around the room and go, oh, my God, no. And I swear to God, at that point, I could say, let's get you scheduled for the procedures without even examining their mouth. You've begun to develop the relationship. And then when you bring them to the chair, it's at that point they go down. We take tons of digital pictures so we can show them what's there. And so it's that relationship, which is huge. 
mm-hmm. knowing who's in that chair. Uh, you know, if I had Simon Cowell in the chair, I do. We're going to do this really quick. Let's get down. Let's get moving. Uh, we're going to maximize time. I'm talking that person's language. And so when all that occurs, it's relationship building. And then when you call the patient the night of a procedure, when you send the video check, it just adds into the whole thing. I don't have time to do it here, but when you get a response on a video check, they'll mention my team members one by one. Oh, my God, your team was amazing. I love your team. Your kindness is unreal. That comes from relationship building. And like it or not, you're going to get screwed when you have good relationships with people, but yet you're going to have success. But that relationship building is huge. Mm-hmm. Sorry about the long answer, but it's so important to me. Mm-hmm. Well, and it probably makes it more fulfilling on a daily basis, I would imagine, too, for you. Oh, no question. And you know, like anything, there's a few patients that, you know, in the morning huddle will go, oh, God, because either they have no personality or they reek like cigarettes or whatever, but that's part of life. And the second to last chapter of my book is called The Human Experience. And it simply starts out, you know, we're all different. Some are tall, some are short, some are thin, some are fat, some walk bow-legged, some walk fast, some walk slow, some have a cane, some are in a wheelchair. Some are blonde, some have purple hair, you know, some come from Europe, some come from China, some have different religious backgrounds, and you put it all together, you get a human experience. And for those of you watching and listening, here's a fun homework assignment. Next time you're in the grocery store, go to an area, busy grocery store where you're kind of hidden, and for 10 minutes, watch everybody walking by you. You will be blown away of what comes by people with extreme confidence. Others, I don't know what I'm going to buy. Others, you want to pull their pants up. (laughs) Others, you want to go, did you look in the mirror before you walk out the door? You're in your pajamas, for Christ's sake. Some (laughs) body odor. Just is what it is. It's the human experience. And we live in a funny world today. I have some funny pictures that I'm debating to use in the final copy. I had two people blocking an aisle in the grocery store. Un- they, they have no idea who they were. I don't think they had any idea they were blocking the aisle. And they were both on their phones like this, looking straight down. I could have smacked them and they would have had no idea that I was there. That's funny. It's building that relationship with people and like getting beneath the surface. Because like I always like to think that when we look at people, we only see the tip of an iceberg. Mm-hmm. And underneath the sea in the ocean, there is so much more of this iceberg. And I've heard on a sort of an iceberg grapevine that you in the past have been a bit of a water skier and performer. I was just wondering if you could like share some exciting moments or memorable stories or something from that part. As you can tell, every once in a while, I'm looking to my left because one of my team members happens to be in here. And how did you know I was a water skier? Mm, I have my sources. I have my sources. I don't give them away, though. Speaking of, hand me that thing. Speaking of a pyramid, first thing you reminded me of something that sits on my wall at home in my desk. 
I'm in my private practice, in my private office, and this sits in here. It's the pyramid of success. Uh-huh. And cool. it's everything from hard work, late nights, persistence, sacrifices, discipline, rejections, criticism, failure, and doubts. And um, can't mention names. I have a patient, a friend, for the last God, 35 years. He is a billionaire, um, sold his business maybe seven years ago for $1.2 billion. And unbelievable. And I, I said, you got to come in my office for a second. I said, Dick, which one do you relate to? He goes, oh, man, sleepless nights. Nobody knows what you go through. And I said, boy, you bet. And uh, I used to be a professional water skier. And when I was in high school, my last two years, there's a place up in Wisconsin called the Tommy Bartlett Water Show. And I never thought I would be a water skier because I was very afraid of the water as a little kid. And uh, but boy, when I get in my mind that I'm going to overcome something, it's 4,000%, forget 100%, 200%. So I became a great water skier, barefooter, slalomer, trick skier. And this Tommy Bartlett water show would farm out people to uh, like resorts that needed people. And one day the manager calls three of us and he goes, guys, you're going to this place called Nippersink Resort in Wisconsin. And I'm like, where? And so for those two summers, I was in Nippersink with three guys. Uh, don't want to mention one of them. Uh, I was the baby. I was maybe 17 years old. It's one person whose name I'm not going to mention was maybe 30. Uh, I made sure that he never drove the boat till later at night because starting at about eight in the morning, we got there at 630. He was drunk as a skunk. <laughs> I don't drink, but I'm like, oh, my God. But the drunker he was, the better skier he was. And the other guy, Al, who was like 60 at the time, so he must look like a grandfather to me. We had more fun. Unbelievable doing that water ski run. It just unbelievable. But why it's going through my head. Um, one thing that's important, all of those things I'm glad I did. Because in the middle of every difficulty lies opportunity. And as some people may know, in uh, August, jeez, uh, August 26, 1998, at 5.05 p.m., my slide went dark, if you will. And when I lecture today, I begin the lectures with a PowerPoint slide, never thought I would do. I show a picture of little Bobby as my team teases, like four months old. I was the fattest little baby on planet Earth. And picture me at like nine, picture me at 12 in my first rock band. And, uh, and that's funny. We're singing happy birthday. Some girl's got her hands on her ears. And picture me water skiing and blah, blah, blah. And then the PowerPoint slide turns and it's a black screen. I look at the audience. And they're like, and I'm silent for a second. And I said, yeah, my PowerPoint slide went black on August 26, 1998, at 5.05 p.m. Uh, boring the people in the story, three of my buddies came in the room at Northwestern because two days before my appendix blew. And one of my mentors said, Bob, I've been the one that's been given the right to tell you. I don't know how to tell you this. You have less than six months to live. 
and we think you may not even make six months. You're the first case ever at Northwestern with a rare cellular adenocarcinoma, your appendix, because it blew and spread. We're scared shitless, excuse the French. And it was one of my biggest mentors who was the chairman of Oil Pan. I've never seen him cry before. He's about six foot four and a son of a beach. And uh, I was in Polish resistance and we were unbelievable. There, and when something like that happens, man, you either crank it or you succumb to it. And I said to my buddies two weeks later, holy shit, I'm 43 years old. I'm not ready to go. We're in a place like Northwestern. Let's do something. And my buddy Al Benson, who today's a world famous GI oncologist. Oh my God. He said, you're going to sign off on 41 side effects, dude. You're going to go through 14 months of experimental chemotherapy. I don't think you guys know this story. Never done on a human being before. For 14 months, every Friday from four to six, two hours of chemotherapy dripping in me that never was used on a human. In the middle, three months of radiation, each month a different bead. And during those three months, they put in a chemo pack and a portacare where that went 24-7 in addition to the, sh the crap on Friday. Uh, I don't know if you know Laura Stoughthome from uh, Side Gigs. Uh, we compare our portacath scars all the time because we're not neither one of us is supposed to be here. And I never lost the hair on my head. We don't know why it was supposed to fall off after the first round of chemo. My girlfriend at the time was very funny. Hope you all have a good sense of humor. Oh, my God. Your hair fell off everywhere else. You look like a 12 Oh, I lost my hair everywhere, but my head, nobody knows why. I never missed a day of work except mm -hmm. for the 10 days in the hospital. Nothing was going to get me. I'm skinny to begin with, but I got skinny. And, but nothing was going to stop me. I did so well out of the gate. We never thought anything would get me, but it got me. About 10 years ago, I was walking across the street with a bunch of buddies at a meeting, and I tripped and fell. And I was like, oh, my God, am I embarrassed? Happened again and again. Long story short, side effect seven from the radiation beam. Worried about damage to L5S1. So today I got to walk with a limp. It drives me cuckoo. And they were worried. Side effect 37 was they were worried the chemotherapy could get cilia. Most of you know cilia controls hearing. Seven years is unbelievable. Seven years ago, exactly 14 days before a sold out ballroom in a midwinter meeting. I went to bed and my ears didn't feel right. I woke up deaf, D-E-A-F, deaf. And my buddies in Northwestern again say, my butt. Um, the next day, they put a cochlear implant in my head. Nathan calls it my hearing aid the size of West Texas. It drives <laughs> me crazy. And But people, oh, my God, if you ever need one, be careful. I still got 6% hearing here which is basically nothing, but if you have a cochlear implant, you're deaf for the rest of your life, no matter what. But if something comes along where they can get my cilia working, this ear will hear normal. So it doesn't matter though. There's, we all got problems in life. It's what you do with it. I had to learn how to play guitar again because everything sounded cuckoo uh, in the beginning. Everything sounds like this when you get this. Everybody sounds like Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse. 
<laughs> it's gotten much better today, but big deal. It's what you're doing. And hence, Purple Cow Wow. Mm. What you guys are doing at Mentor, I love it. Mm. And, you know, it, it, it's just awesome. So I know I'm on a rant, but in the middle of every difficulty lies opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I bought a great guy. I bought my practice partner out, wasn't working. Hired an awesome coach uh, until my one of my mentors dies. I can't say who he is or she is. But after a year, I said, boom, I'm going to become a Fortune 500 dental business. And again, with those lasers, a couple of times I was at Fortune 500 companies that wanted to get in the laser business. And uh, so I said, you know what? There's a reason these companies are successful. Twice a year, I go away with my team for a PBR. Hit business team building retreat. And for those who want to get more information, go to dentistry today, use retreats to become a Fortune 500 dental business. And you also got to become a Fortune 100 dental company to work for. You got to love your team. You got to get the right team members. You got to support them. I would take a bullet for every one of my team members in five seconds. And no different than Sunday night. My joke, my, everybody knows me at Whole Foods by me. Half my shopping is for my team. I come to say, what, uh, what is there? You need a nine of us? Eight of us? Nine. I come in the morning with like eight red grapefruits. Gosha lives on grapefruits. Fine tomatoes, because Sonia loves fine tomatoes. Uh, I come in with a bunch of, um, right there. Taco chips. What? Taco chips. Yes, taco chips, taco dip. Pistachio nuts, uh, club soda, and everybody loves it. And I have a blast with it because we're all snapping and they need it. But love your team. Sorry, I'm done with my rant. Mm. That that was a beautiful rant, and it certainly inspirational. And uh, I would just like to say thank you for having that. Um, you know, obstacle is the way attitude because. Um, getting through what you've gotten through has brought you to where you are and how awesome you are and what a wonderful gift you are to so many. Um, I'm sure our listeners listening to this are thinking, wow, how do I connect with Dr. Bob Pick? How do I become um, in you know, a member of his mastermind. What, tell me, you know, how, how do I connect with you? How can I work with you? So what are the different ways that you work with dentists um, and how can they find you? I thought of something funny, but I can't say it. <laughs> and that a couple ways. First off, I do run a mastermind. Uh, session one and two are done. Session three, excuse me, is going to start right mid-March. It's something that makes once a month for three hours CE. That's been the toughest thing to get uh, for 10 months. But we cover things you've got to do. Doing the morning home right. Social media. If you ain't doing social media right today, people, you're missing the boat. And it goes on and on and on and on. The best way to get a hold of me is one of two ways. Uh, my cell phone, 773 773- Two three zero five two one one. That's seven seven three two three zero five two one one. If you speak Italian like me, set to set to tre, due tre zero, cinque due uno. 
And uh, you can also send me an email, which is drpick, Dr. Pick, at thepickgroup.com. So Dr. Pick at thepickgroup.com. You could send a balloon. No, don't do that today. (laughs) Get back in a jet fighter and shoot it down. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Awesome. Well, and you have a Facebook group too. Tell us a little bit about your Facebook group. Sure. Um, last thing I ever would have suspected when I first got into social media is that I would be running a Facebook group. But depending what you do, it's important today. Uh, my mom, may she rest in peace, used to tell me, even as a kid, as shy as I was, I loved helping others. And so I decided, uh, you know, and People, if you got some great idea, the earlier you can get along or get it going, the better. Like Dr. Nacho started Dental Nachos almost five years ago now. It's got like 47,000 people. It's cuckoo. And when I first met Paul, I had one half person working for him in Nachos. And I said, dude, you're going to eventually never be able to practice and have about 12 people. I think he's got 11 today. And I think he practices one day a week. But I decided. A little bit late. I started two years ago, but it's designed to help dentists and other professionals super succeed and to get there with jet afterburners on. And I go live every Sunday night for about 30 minutes on a subject that is so important that you've got to do. And if you do it, you'll succeed. But we know from studies, people, you could tell somebody, go half a mile down, turn left, dig down seven feet, go over four. There's $100,000 sitting there. One in 10,000 may do it just the way it is. The military knows less than one-tenth of 1,000 will ever make it past the rank of lieutenant colonel. Just is what it is. And so I do that. And then on probably two to three Thursday nights, I do Thursday Night Live with industry leaders. And it's an example. Today is Thursday, uh, what are we, February, whatever we are, February 16th. And uh, I'm interviewing Alan Stern tonight. Next week, it's D'Angelo Webster from Practice Biopsy. Week after that, it's Paul Goodman, uh, David Rice, goes on and on. Because they got a lot to tell you. And Every once in a while, my Thursday night interviews have, are people that have nothing to do with the profession, but can give you things that are amazing. About five months ago, I interviewed my buddy Jeff Arsenault. Jeff, unfortunately, was born with cerebral palsy, all kinds of issues. Never thought he would ever get a girlfriend or get married. He got married as a great girlfriend. Uh I don't know if any of you guys know what SBSK is, special books, special kids. It's one of the most amazing YouTube groups. He was on it early on. Somehow our paths crossed, and I interviewed him. Mm. And his answer was like mine. Listen, I decided, even though I talk funny, he has to walk funny, wasn't going to stop him at all. And he's become incredibly successful. And so by interviewing these people, just is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like, oh God, why did I ask him? His answers are too long. 
Not at all. No, I could listen to you talk all day. I think um, we enjoy uh, absolutely every word that comes out of your mouth is inspirational and actionable. And um, we just like to say, wow, thank you for spending some time with us and the Mint Door podcast. Uh, I think you gave our listeners a lot of encouragement. Did you get that pun? Encouragement? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's my pleasure. Karen's going, oh, my God, why did she choose him? No, I'm actually thinking that you have used so many good acronyms, like abbreviations and stuff. I was thinking, like, when we round this up, do I say, do we say, like, this was uh, TMD with the PCW, and I was trying to come up with something else because <laughs> you had so yeah. many good ones. Although she's too shy to come on camera, I want to thank Nina who's with me because of my cuckoo hearing handicap. I sometimes have an EA with me just in case I go, oh, my God, I have no idea what they said. But I heard you guys perfectly. Yay. That's awesome. Well, and thank you so much. Thanks for bringing your gifts to the Mint Door. And we will make sure that all of the ways that people can find you and work with you are in the show notes below. Thank you once again uh, to our listeners. We adore you and we hope you return and come to the next episode of the Mint Door Podcast. Thank you so much, Dr. Bob Pick. And have a purple cow wow kind of a day. (laughs) Oh, my God. Thank you guys so much. So honored. So fantastic. And there's someone else here that wants to say thank you. Uh, Bye, everybody. Bye.